Welcome to Click, Treat, Repeat. This is a horse-focused podcast discussing positive reinforcement training, equine management and welfare, and other horse-related topics. So let's get started. Today, we are going to be talking about another question that we got from a listener. So this question was about somebody who has a five-month-old Wayne Ling that they just got about well when they had messaged one and a half weeks ago and uh, they were working on a lot of like cooperative care behaviors like deworming picking up feet things like that and uh, basically their question was when they're working on sort of a baseline baseline calm standing behavior they find that she gets frustrated she will turn her head away staring at the treat bag steps forward then back trying to figure out what behavior to kind of throw out to get the treat so this person was basically having trouble getting the sort of default neutral calm behavior, although they said that she was calm when doing like other behaviors. So their question was how to handle this. And the way that they had been handling it was when that would happen, they would walk away for a few minutes and then restart in protected contact and click and reward whenever they saw her kind of softening and relaxing, but they didn't really see that kind of being effective. So that's kind of why they were reaching out to look for some advice or guidance. I've already like talked to this person privately and answered their question, but we still thought that it would be useful to discuss this on the podcast just because I think default neutral and really getting like a calm default behavior is really important. And it's one of the first things that people should do when they start positive reinforcement. So definitely a good topic to highlight. And I was going to say, if they started with more cooperative care stuff the horse probably just doesn't know what they're supposed to be doing so usually that is the first behavior you teach is a default neutral or calm standing behavior and it's best to do that in protected contact I didn't know if they started that way or not but that gives the horse a little bit more context about where they should be we talked about this a little bit I think in the lunging episode but you want to make sure to always reward the horse outside of protected contact so they're not learning to put their head over or potentially even break the line because that does happen sometimes. Yes, that's a very good point. And I agree. I think, like you said, because they're starting with other behaviors, the horse just genuinely probably didn't know what to do. And that kind of fits with what the person was saying about the horse offering kind of random behaviors, trying to figure out what the person wanted. And I will say like, that is cool to see the horse offering behaviors at such an early stage in clicker training, since a lot of the time it takes horses a long time to, I guess, kind of warm up to offering behaviors. But a lot of the time that's with crossover horses. And since this horse is very young, probably a lot more likely that's not the case with this horse so that makes sense but like you said I would definitely recommend starting with kind of building in a default neutral and I think the best way to start that is just to pretty much almost continuously feed to start with and just get them to have the idea of standing and having their kind of head straight forward assuming that's the position that you want that's what I would recommend and just kind of being calm and so you can just continuously feed when they're staying in that position and then slowly build up a little bit of duration, like half a second and then feed and then one second and then feed, you know, maybe do three to five reps of like each time span. And then if they're, you know, still staying in the default neutral and still being calm, then, you know, go ahead and just very gradually increase the time until you're kind of building up to that behavior. And you can also practice that a little bit when you're working on other behaviors, when you're not cueing anything at that moment, they should be understanding that that is what they should do when they're not being 
I guess, cued to do anything, but they're, you know, actively in a training session, like about to be cued to do something. Yeah, the default neutral almost acts like a waiting behavior, like they're waiting to be cued for something else. And I think having your reinforcement rate really high in the beginning is a really good idea, especially with horses that are maybe younger or more antsy or like this horse is offering a bunch of different things. So you want to make sure you're actually reinforcing default neutral. So if you're waiting too long, you might get a head turned away or shifting their weight forward or back or coming over the protected contact line. There's so many things that they can do in such a short time span. So almost continuous feeding is a really good idea. And I don't normally recommend it, but I will sometimes preload my treats. So I'll grab treats and just have them ready before I even offer a click. So that depends on the horse and also your mechanical skills. But that was really helpful for me with Pharaoh because he does not like to stand still. So it was really hard to teach him that in the beginning and he needed literally just constant feeding. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I agree. Definitely be careful with preloading. But when you're doing it intentionally, and it's, you know, contributing to what you're teaching, I think that's fine. Just, you know, be careful with it. If you're doing it by accident, since we don't want our hand reaching into the treat pouch to be the marker signal, we want the click to be but you know, if they always see you reach into your pouch first before you click, then that starts to become what's going to predict the treat and everything. So definitely don't want that. But yeah, I agree. Preloading can definitely be helpful when, you know, in a situation like this. And I think, you know, what this person was doing, that's probably something we should talk about. I don't think what they were doing was, you know, the worst thing. I think in general, if your horse is doing something that makes you feel unsafe or makes you feel frustrated, sometimes the best thing to do can be to walk away from that situation. Obviously, like leaving the horse with something to do, like leaving them with food or something like that. So I think that that can definitely be a way of doing it. But also, I would just say basically removing ourselves when we are the one that's providing the reinforcement is a form of negative punishment. So just be careful when I guess intentionally using negative punishment to be aware of any frustration that might occur from that because a lot of the time if the horse just really really wants access to you and access to the reinforcers that you have like the treats and you remove yourself that can just kind of build up the frustration and when we want this horse to get to a calmer state that's not really gonna work effectively but I mean again also leaving them with something to do can help reduce that frustration but it just depends on whether you know what you're leaving them to do is reinforcing enough compared to the reinforcers that you have yeah that's so true and along with that too I don't know what this person was doing but it's good to make sure you do have an alternative resource so if you have like a feeder ball you can fill that with some pellets and put that out where you're training or some hay something that they can walk away to if they are feeling frustrated and then that gives you some information about how to fix your training session Yeah, that is a really good point. Letting them walk away is a great source of information for us about how they're feeling about it. Letting them walk away and making sure when they do walk away that they have, you know, something that's reinforcing to them when they do that so that they can feel like that's a kind of valid option and they're still going to get reinforcement when they walk away. I know some people will even like reward their horses for saying no, like still reinforce, you know, give them treats which I mean, some people do that, some people don't, but I think that is, you know, a way of letting them know like, Hey, I respect your autonomy and you're still going to get the reward from me, even if you walk away, which is good, but yeah, it just depends on the situation and on the horse and on the trainer, I think. 
And because this horse is younger, too, if anyone else has a younger horse, listening to the episodes with Rachel might be a good idea because she touched on some things that are more specific to younger horses, like general issues with like emotional control and big feelings and things like that, which this person might be experiencing as well. Yeah, I agree. And Rachel did say in those episodes, she definitely said that walking away when the horse does something that you don't want them to do is a good thing. So, you know, that's definitely true. And that person was kind of on the right track with that. But I think it's just important to be careful not to, I guess, sort of not do the training steps and sort of that lead to the frustration and then walk away. It's more so like if the horse is just doing sort of, you know, quote unquote, young horse type of behaviors, like getting way too mouthy or, you know, rearing up and things like that, then that's probably when you want to walk away. Yeah, for sure. And I had a client this weekend that was a dog, so it's not (laughs) totally related to the podcast, but they were talking about some issues they're having. It's also a younger dog, so it's similar to having foals, but they were like, oh, so we should just always ignore the bad behavior. And I was like, to a degree, yes, but like you do have to take note of it still. So if the horse is being mouthy or offering a bunch of random behaviors or doing whatever else you don't want them to, you can ignore that, but then you want to make sure you're looking at at why they're actually doing it so that you can adjust your training plan accordingly. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I would also add that we always say positive punishment is just telling them what not to do, not telling them what to do. And I would say the same thing about negative punishment. I mean, it's telling them like, yes, I'm removing the reinforcer, removing myself and ignoring it. And and that's telling you that I don't like that behavior, but it's not telling them what you actually want them to do. And with training, we definitely want to be setting them up for success by telling them this is what you need to be doing to get the reinforcer this is the desired behavior so it's just really important to make sure that you know if you do use negative punishment at least along with it make sure that you're providing good training with positive reinforcement to show them you know what you do want from them but it's good that they're you know walking away even though that may not be the exact right thing for this situation it's still you know a potentially good way of handling it especially when the alternatives are typically like positive punishment like hitting the horse or things like that you know walking away is much more humane than that and that's good to see and then also I guess just like with this person having a young horse and being able to I guess work through some of the peer pressure and the judgment of like young horses need a heavy hand or they need strictness and being able to work through that and start with positive reinforcement and you know reaching out for guidance and support and things like that that's really cool that this person's doing that yeah I think it's awesome too that they're starting off with the cooperative care like immediately I would probably do the same thing if I had a full because there's just so many challenges with medical stuff and other husbandry care with my own horses and I feel like it could have so easily been prevented if they were socialized as foals and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Click, Treat, Repeat. Feel free to check us out on Instagram at Click, Treat, Repeat Pod. You can find Jen at Genuine Equine and myself at Bonafide.bt. We upload new episodes every Monday and hope to see you then. Happy training!